Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by LifeWest, the Chiropractic College. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Oberstein. And I'm your host, Dr. Mary Oberstein. And we're excited to have you join us as we bring special guests in the world of health, leadership, business success, and chiropractic. Our mission is to create a brighter future for humanity, and we are thrilled to walk this journey with you. Enjoy this episode, and thank you for being with us today. Well, hello, everybody. Dr. Ron Oberstein, president of Life Chiropractic College West, and welcome to another edition of our Life West Leadership Line. Today, I've got an amazing chiropractor as our guest coming to us all the way from Muscatine, Iowa, right? Very close to Davenport, but but Muscatine, uh, Iowa, is Dr. Beth Zog. So, Beth, welcome to the uh, Life West Leadership Line. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> we're, we're excited. We're going to have some really good conversation. Um, I'll just tell our viewers a little bit about Dr. Beth. Uh, she graduated from Life University in 1995. She stayed at Life for a few years teaching um, and had kids and did all, you know, did the whole route of, uh, of course, growing up, as we would say, right? You know, that kind of thing. Um, she uh, ended up moving back to Muscatine. This is her hometown. Uh, of where she grew up. Um, she is the uh, ICA rep uh, for the uh, state of Iowa. She's also the president of the J. Clay Thompson Foundation. And I will share this with you that she is the granddaughter of Dr. J. Clay Thompson, who developed the Thompson technique. And um, she's keeping, Dr. Thompson, you're keeping your grandfather's legacy going, obviously, which we will get into. And she's been in chiropractic for many years. And she's just, you know, grew up in chiropractic. Grandfather was a chiropractor and grew up around probably some of the greats. I don't even know. Maybe you sat on BJ's knee at one time. Who knows? We'll get into it. But please welcome, because we're going to get into this and be able to start talking about, you know, Beth, we'll talk about where you're from and what you're doing and all that stuff. So I'm so excited to have you. Awesome. Thank you. Let, let's talk. You know, I I don't know if you know this or not, but I met your grandfather uh, when I was at school. I graduated in 81. So he would be around quite a bit because him and Dr. Williams became very close. And he spent a lot of time in the halls and on the on the grounds of Life Chiropractic College back then. Right. Um, and his technique is truly just amazing. But a lot of people don't know the legacy about your grandpa. They don't know you know, the 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 brain behind the technique, right? That the engineering brain and all the things that he did. Let's let's talk about that if you would, because I think it's yeah. important for people to know. Yeah, sure. Well some some of some of the viewer, the viewers may not realize that my grandfather got into chiropractic because chiropractic saved his life. And when he was in his 20s, he had an, an injury at work and he developed acute onset diabetes and was just you know ready to die until he saw a chiropractor. He got adjusted for 16 days and then he was completely cured from that. And so about 10 years later, he started chiropractic college. Well, my grandfather's background was that he, as a child, worked in a machine shop. So he, as a young boy, learned how to use all of the equipment and learned, you know, had a kind of a good mechanical background before he ever even got to high school. And then he also took a lot of engineering classes, like what they called back then correspondence, which was the old time right. version of online classes, I guess. 
And so by the time he started school at Palmer, he already had a really good mechanical background and engineering, uh, you know, knowledge. So at that time, when he started chiropractic school, the technique was just HIO, just adjusting C1, C2 on a, a, a side posture table with a stationary headpiece. And right away, he noticed that there needed to be some updating in the equipment. And through just giving his first adjustment and feeling all that force coming back at him, he came up with this idea of a drop mechanism. And it's kind of interesting because in those days at Palmer, the students could actually start a little tiny practice in their homes before they graduated. Really? Yeah. And so he bought this old rickety table from a graduating student, kind of a homemade table. And this table, because it was so worn out, the headpiece would give way a little bit when he gave his adjustment. And so as soon as he saved up money and he got a brand new side posture table, he noticed that he wasn't getting the same results and the, the patients were complaining that the adjustment was more painful. And so that was kind of what led him down the road. Like, what was the difference between this old table and the new table? And so then he came up with this idea of the very first drop headpiece. Right, and then right. from there, you know, he went on to develop the full spine table. So it's it's kind of, he was would have said it was developed out of necessity. Absolutely. And you know, the cool thing about it is that so many people think that everything is premeditated in life. Like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. But truthfully, probably a majority of the stuff that happens in inventions, at least, you know, it's by default, not by design, right? Like all of a sudden he had a broken table and his patients were getting better results than than the standard table and so he went back to the broken table but then redesigned that into a it, it's just so cool how this stuff happens and i never knew that story you know and i it's just amazing because i know that your grandpa i know that that dr thompson was um i mean his technique was was really well thought out if anyone knows anything about thompson technique it it's very precise you know and and it's well thought out it's not like super complicated and yet it gets phenomenal results and there is a process to it, you know, and it, and it makes sense, which I think brings to the practitioner more competence and more confidence, right? And we all know that, you know, in chiropractic, you know, it's not just the adjustment, it's the intention behind the adjustment, right? And um it's just so beautiful. So I, I had no idea, but I will tell you this at, at the life college, when I was graduated in 1981, you know, even in 1980, 19, you know, like I said, your grandpa was walking around. It, it was like, and he was teaching there to his technique and doing things and, and working with Dr. Sid Williams, um, you know, whatever they were brainstorming and concocting, I don't know, but I, it was below my pay grade. But what I do remember, he was impeccably dressed. Oh, yes. And and he he just held this stature of, you know, he was very he was a very um, um, uh, just straight posture, you know, lean, lean man, you know, um, and he just held this posture of a uh, and this presence of this. This man is something, you know, <laughs> he is something. And I just got to share that with you because I yeah. and, I, and I, I've had I had I had lunches and things with him, but he was just a, just an amazing, amazing. Yeah. Man. Yeah, when I think back of all the chiropractors that I, you know, I've met over the years, it, it seemed like my grandfather and uh, Dr. Russ Earhart could get by with wearing like any color, any kind of fancy suit, you know, and they both had some really like 
you know, exotic, like silk, silk suits and really custom made stuff. But yeah, he, he loved nice clothes. Yeah. And they could pull it off, you know, they could, you know, I, I'm not sure if, if you've ever heard of the strong connection between my grandfather and Dr. Sid and how Dr. Sid really brought my grandpa out of a great depression. Do you know this story? No, no, please tell it. Well, of course, my grandfather had had Dr. Sid and Dee Dee Umber and the gang as students at Palmer. And uh, when BJ died, BJ died in 1961. Then it was really a hard time for chiropractic and for my grandfather, too. And so he he was let go from teaching at Palmer. And so my grandpa really kind of went into a deep depression. He was still practicing, but his entire life had revolved around BJ, about, around Palmer School. And so as my grandfather was just in practice, you know, he kind of lost his fizz. Yeah. And so about that time, speaking of Dr. Earhart, Dr. Russ Earhart said, Clay, I'm, I'm going to go down and I'm doing a talk in Atlanta at this, this thing called Dynamic Essential. Why don't you just come along with me? I'll give you some of my time and you can teach your work. And, you know, I just think it'd be good for you to get out and do a little teaching again. And so my grandfather went down with with Dr. Earhart and as he sat and he listened to Dr. Sid, you know, talk about our philosophy, he got his spiz back. And that's when my grandfather then became a regular uh, speaker at DE. Uh, Dr. Sid helped get, you know, a lot of my grandfather's tables sold. And so our family owes so much to to Dr. Sid, to Life College, to DE. Uh, because I really don't know what would have happened, you know, with the technique if it weren't for Dr. Sid. Right, right. That's a beautiful story, too, because, you know, as you know, you know, being around DE is that Dr. Sid went into, you know, depressions and had, you know, when they burned his clinic down, there were times that he'd be in bed for three, four months and it took everything for Dr. Nell to even get him up and feed him. And, you know, it's like great men, great men. Um, at some point, everybody can only carry so much weight, right? And then you need someone else to kind of, you know, correct that subluxation above Atlas, so to speak, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's just amazing because your pop, you know, your your grandfather was was, uh, you know, he was teaching. He would come and teach the techniques, you know, and he was just doing amazing things at at, at Life University. This was back in the early '80s and right. um, or in the late '70s, I should say. Just he's just an amazing man. The, the legacy you know, of your grandfather. I mean, obviously he got involved. Who was, uh, was it, who was making the terminal point table, the Thompson terminal? terminal? Uh, Willie, William, well, at that time it was William Man Manufacturing. Now it's Williams Healthcare Systems. Yeah. And they, they still are the manufacturer of the table and they, they create such a great product. I mean, that's top notch drop yeah. table. Yeah. And, and then I remember when the compressors used to be on the floor or in the corner and there'd be this loud, you think like you're in a, in a auto mechanic shop where, you know, with a, with the air coming through and then, then they put it in the ceiling, you know, and all that. And now it's to the point where, I mean, they're just, they are, they're incredible tables. Once you start using a table like that, doing, you know, Thompson work or any other work, it's like you're, you're, it's like driving a Cadillac, right? Um, yeah. just, it's incredible. Talk, talk us. Talk to us about the foundation. So the purpose of the foundation, obviously, is to keep the you know keep the work going. You know of your of your grandpa. Um, what what's been you know how's it doing? How can people you know get involved with it or learn more about it? Yeah, well, we we kind of revamped the foundation about three years ago, 
And we have a really, we have a wonderful board of directors. And so our mission is to obviously preserve the technique. We uh, plan on doing many, many free like seminars and things for chiropractic students. And we, we try to do at least one big free uh, class a year for chiropractic students. We give out uh, free technique manuals. And so we really are trying to just give back to, to the chiropractic students because this is the time, you, you know, and when they're really learning so much, they start to develop an interest in this thing or that thing. And so we, we try to give back quite a bit to the to the different Thompson clubs at the campuses. You guys actually have a good Thompson club going at LifeWest. So thank you. Um, and then our, our hope is to, you know, get the fun, enough funds to start doing more research in chiropractic. And so, you know, we, we want to do more than just, you know, help the Thompson technique. We want to really contribute to chiropractic as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think your you know, I think your grandfather epitomized it, um, you know, cause he came out of an upper cervical background and went to full spine, but never left the upper cervical world. Right. Cause he always, you know, held that, held the upper cervical world as being super important. That's why it's still important in the technique. Um, but I, I love it because it really is about chiropractic. It's not about any specific technique. It's about every specific technique still leads to chiropractic, right? Up here, because we know all techniques work, right? And and mm -hmm. people gravitate toward what feels right for them or works better for them as that practitioner. Um, one of the things I want to talk to you about, because I know this, I mean, I know that you got really deep into, into um, uh, instrumentation, right? And thermography and things like that. You know, where, where did that interest start? You know, and, and and what have you seen the growth of thermography or, or other instrumentation also? Yeah, well, I guess one of the blessings of having Clay Thompson as your grandpa is you get to meet all of his awesome friends. And so one <laughs> of those one of those uh, friends was Dr. Glenn Stillwagon of the Pierce Stillwagon technique. And uh, so after my grandpa passed away, I, I would say Dr. Stillwagon was my main mentor um, for a time. And so he he really taught me a lot about the neuropathophysiology of vertebral subluxation and how that, uh, you know, relates to your practice and patient care before and after adjustment. And so, uh, you know, I would say that because of Dr. Stillwagon, really, I have this passion for thermography. And so I taught, I actually taught the thermography class at Life when I was there. That, and that was a course that Dr. Stillwagon really put together along with another great chiropractor, Dr. Pincus Neumann. Mm -hmm. And so um, I still do teach classes on thermography periodically. I, I would love to see thermography be like its own course in all of the chiropractic colleges, because I think there's some confusion as to how to use it. And, and some of the colleges don't talk about it at all, you know? And so, um, you know, there's some great instruments out there right now. I mean, the, I think, and I don't get any payback for this at all, yeah, but yeah. I do think that the Titron instrument is a very, very good one because whether you want to do pattern work or if you want to use it more like a DTG, like a single probe, you, you know, it's very, very versatile. Um, but yeah, through my time, you know, at life, we use the single probe instrument. Then I had Dr. Stillwagon's Visitherm, which was really a wonderful instrument. And of course, you can even get camera systems now, which are becoming more and more affordable, which give you the whole picture. So I think that the use of an objective measure like thermography keeps the chiropractor on track because 
if you don't have any objective measure, then it's easy to get caught up in just going by patient symptom. Yeah. And, you know, we don't want to go by symptom. I mean, we tell patients come in and get checked, even if you don't have any pain or this or that. And so we need to have something to show us before and after. Do we, do we adjust the right thing at the right time in the right place? And so I love it in terms of keeping the chiropractor on track, but also it's a great tool for educating patients that, you know, what we're dealing with is the nerve system, educate them on innate intelligence, you know, get them out of that pain focus and symptom focus. Yeah, and when you give them something to shoot for, when they can actually see something visibly, <clears throat> whether it's a graph or whether it's a um, you know a, a model, I know you know we we use the Titron for many years, right? And and it's still in our practice in San Diego. Um, you know, my wife started doing upper cervical work at one point. She started doing knee chest work, and the the group that she learned from uh, Bill Amalu and 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 Louis Tiscarino oh, up in yeah. up in San Francisco, they were the first ones to start using. They weren't the first ones to start using Titron, but they used it on the West Coast, and so we got one right. And here we are, we're using it, but you could do so much with it. I mean, it was incredible. And I'll tell you a cute story. This is this is pretty interesting. Or right, I don't. You might know this. I don't know. Well, Roger Titron lives in Iowa, right? Yes, and, I know uh, him. <laughs> yeah, and and so here, he, this is a story he tells me. He goes, "Yeah, I go, hey, Roger. How'd you how'd you make this thing? Like, what what?" He goes, "Well, I was driving over to Davenport, getting checked. At, who was checking him in Davenport? Was it a uh, Crowder or? Oh, it might have been. But it was somebody, somebody, Doctor Crowder or some maybe maybe Galen Price. I don't know, but whoever was checking him, they were using this thermography that was more like the kale, you know." more like just on the skin and he kept saying there's got to be a better way and he's an engineer mm-hmm. and so he literally built the titron for himself and not for himself wow. but he did it so that to give better care right and and he would have never done it if it wasn't a patient this guy roger was bringing van loads every time he came to davenport every month to get checked you know under his upper cervical care he would have a van load of people i think he's in iowa city right and uh, yeah near iowa yeah, city yeah. And, and he would come and he would do that and it was just just incredible, you know, how this happened, you know. And here I am, I'm talking with with Roger, right? And I have the Titron, and some guy comes into my office, you know, to show me an EMG. Uh, and his name's David Markarian. And he looks over at the Titron and goes, what's that? And I said, oh, that's thermography. He goes, who makes that? And I said, a, a guy named Roger Titron. He said, could you introduce me? And I go, yeah. So I called Roger and I introduced them. And I didn't know David, but I just introduced them. And next thing you know, new software was developed and all this other stuff and just great stuff. Um, yeah. I, I do want to share one thing with you that I think is really cool, which you probably don't know, but I think you'll be excited about. We are right now, like as we talk right now, um, we are building a technology lab at LifeWest. And we have a lot of the equipment already in there, but it's just be by the end of this month, which is next week, I think, you know, it'll be completely finished where we have thermography, where we have EMG, SEMGs, wow. where we have DTGs, where we have, you know, uh, you know, all kind, anything that has to do with chiropractic, right? We have force plate tables that you can adjust on that can read your, for, you've seen those before. All these different things that are in there um, so that our students can be exposed to everything. And yeah, yeah, and be able to go in there, work. We have a, we have a, we, you know, we have a, a full-time uh, um, technology lab. He's a chiropractor who runs it. And um, just, you know, this, because I agree with you, we need so many objective measures in chiropractic, right? And I don't know if you know this, but one of the reasons people weren't doing objective measures before was because if they didn't get results, 
they didn't they didn't want to show the patient right and that pretty pretty poor reason right it, it i mean it, it happens to me it happens to me I'll, I'll adjust somebody we'll go back and run the scan and the scan is worse and the patient sees it and then i'm like okay let's get you back on the table i have to figure out what i missed i may have to use a different analysis a different technique until i get it right and so it it is humbling for sure but it's it's a way for you to give the patient the best possible care yeah and the patient's I think they appreciate it. They're not looking for us to hit hole in ones every single time we adjust them. They want to know, am I changing? If I'm not changing, good. As long as we keep working toward it, you know, and like you said earlier, it's not about pain. You know, it's really about object ob objective measures. And sometimes the body isn't going to clear on every adjustment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like it in terms of setting up a care plan because I'm, I'm really not a big fan of just like every patient three times a week for three weeks, two times a week for whatever weeks. I'm, I'm not a fan of that because we know everybody's response to care differently at different, different rates. And so with the thermography, you can really gauge, you know, how fast are they improving? Some people may need to come more often. Some people may need to only come once a month. I mean, it just depends on, on how they respond to care, how long they hold their adjustment. So it really allows you to individualize care, which I think is patients appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So Beth, are you teaching like right now, obviously, you know, Thompson technique, you know, there's a foundation, you're teaching the technique and having to go and, and they're, they're, they're doing, is there a, is there a, uh, I don't know, a, a course, you know, over the period of six months or a year that docs can do to become is there a certification what's it look like in the thompson world right now yeah we have yeah we have a, a list of certain you know certified instructors and those those instructors i mean we support them and promote them but they they all work sort of independently and so in order to get certified in the thompson technique uh the foundation just asks that the students take a 36 hour program. So most of the time that's three week, three weekends, 12 hour classes. And then the instructor, whoever that is, will offer a written test and a practical exam that has to have an 80% pass rate. And we, we do have instructors that are teaching those certification courses um, all over the, the world. We, we got slowed down a little bit with the, with COVID and that. And so some of our instructors over like Europe, New Zealand, Australia have been kind of slowed down a bit, but we hope in the year to come that we can get everybody back up and running. Right. Did you, is anything online now, you know, uh, of the coursework? We, we, we do teach some, we do have some online classes and we're, we're working on perfecting those. That's of course new to us, just like everyone. Yeah. Uh, but I, I foresee in, 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 you know, 2023 that we will offer online certification courses as well um, those are a little bit tougher you know just because it's a technique it's kind of like you have to have they have to have their camera on and we have to be able to see what they're doing and the, all of that but yeah. yeah but i foresee that we will be offering those in the future as well and then you know i do have a couple classes offered through you guys through life West, so thank you for that as well but um yeah i mean we we have a, a variety of instructors we have a huge growth in uh, instructors and students getting certified in Latin America, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. And so we hope to, you know, get good instructors all over the world so that we're not always having to fly someone from the United States to teach in another country. So that's our goal is to have certified instructors from different places and they can teach to the, their own countrymen. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. It's a great that that is a sustainable model, right? To be able to have it keep growing like that. I want to jump into research because you know mentioned about you know funding research and doing research. Anything on the table or even in your mind that you're looking at for research that you want to you know a project that you're looking at that's exciting to you? Yeah, we one of our board members, Dr. Greg Demetrius. Um, he he has a lot of ideas with uh, research in terms of trauma, like auto automobile trauma, whiplash mm-hmm. trauma. So that's one of one of our projects that he would be working on. Um, I I have just great interest in you know showing the pre and post just adjustment changes with you know thermography, maybe EMG, different things like that to to dive a little bit deeper into to validating just vertebral subluxation since we have those in our midst that deny the existence of that. And, you know, we have uh, some good research being done in Chile with some of our instructors on the leg check analysis, because so much of, so much of our technique was researched back in the forties and fifties with the best technology at that time. But we need to update some of those studies because we get, we get people, you know, contacting us saying, well, where's your latest research on this or that with regards to the technique? So some of that just laying the foundations of what we're doing and showing that it actually impacts the nerve system. And, you know, hopefully we'll get some new ideas of, you know, from people of, of research, just, you know, basic chiropractic research, uh, you know, showing how chiropractic care affects the nerve system and how that could impact the entire person. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, I, I just want to invite you to just think about it. And um, but I think it'd be a very cool thing if we if you want to do some research with Life West. I'm just thinking right now we've got research scholars. These are students who are interested in doing research. And, you know, there's a, we, we're only doing vitalistic or biomarker research. Like we're just completing um, research on telomeres. They had to be under chiropractic oh, wow. care for over 30 years, right? To, to, to be participate, right? Um, and then, you know, we had a phlebotomist draw blood. It got sent out to Pennsylvania. Then it goes to like somewhere in Europe, gets spun down and we're going to test it against people, same age, same sex, uh, same gender, but not under chiropractic care, right? And, and really be able to see how does chiropractic stack up on a biological, uh, age level, right? But I'm thinking the leg check would be a beautiful thing for, for us to do, even for students to do. I mean, they've got so many subjects at the college that they could be working with and it could be a really cool thing. So um, I'm just sticking a, a little a little bug in your ear. Well, thank that, you. That, that maybe it might be something that we wanna, we wanna talk about. Um, there's something else I want to just kind of share and I just wanna ask you because, you know, obviously you started the conversation talking about your technique, but also about sometimes you don't get changes with Thompson and you go to a different technique. And I have to tell you, it's so refreshing, you know, and, and I and, and the only reason I say it's refreshing is because I come from a very jaded place, you know, back in the late 70s or early 80s. It was like, this is my technique and this is what works, you know, and, and everyone else, you know, doesn't, you know, or it doesn't work as good kind of thing. Right. And there was a lot of ego and I get it because, you know, in those days we were growing, technique was coming out, all kinds of things were starting. And I appreciate that they had that attitude because it made them even push their technique further. Right. Um, but obviously it's changing now because we know that, you know, there's a lot of techniques that work. And you even said that um, that tells me that probably one of the most important things for you is not just the technique, right? It's 
It's right. something else. And and I'm just going to ask you, what is that something else? <laughs> well, I mean, that something else is the chiropractor provides a force that innate intelligence takes and, and corrects the subluxation. I mean, that's what it's about. It's, there's many different ways to do that. But I, I have this old paper that was written by Dr. Herb Hender, who was the dean under B.J. Palmer. Yeah. And basically the paper was saying, you know, that chiropractic grew the most in the early years when, when chiropractors had the least amount of education, the most primitive equipment and the most primitive adjusting techniques. And yet sick people got well and chiropractic grew immensely. And so, you know, the focus is shouldn't necessarily be on this techniques better than that technique, but more so in connecting that brain cell to tissue cell you know, turning that power back on, that is the most important thing, regardless of how, what, however you choose to do it. And, you know, my grandpa always said, no technique is good for every patient all the time. Yeah. And that includes his own technique. And so he always encouraged students and, and doctors to learn several techniques, you know, maybe pick three techniques that you really learn well, so that no matter who comes in your office, you've got some tool to use to help them. And if you can't help them, then send them down the road to your buddy that does something else. And so it's not about ego at all. It's about the patient and, you know, the focus, the thing that really binds us and the focus really should always be our philosophy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love hearing that. And I think that's so important. And coming from someone who's promoting, you know, a technique, right? You know, your grandpa's technique, Thompson technique. It's just, it's just great to hear because, um, it is. I mean, innate takes the force. We're not that good. You know, <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not as good as innate. Innate knows. We yeah. just, you know, we just put the force in. Well, Beth, thank you. I mean, I so appreciate you being on with us today and I appreciate just having this opportunity to sit down and talk with you. Um, I just want to keep supporting you in the work that you're doing and, you know, Life West is always here for you, but I want our listeners to know that, you know, no matter what technique you're in, it doesn't matter. You know, it's really more about learning and becoming better. I, I told a group of chiropractors recently that if you're not doing two technique seminars a year, I don't care what they are. It could be the technique that you're involved in. But if you're not doing two technique seminars a year, I'd have to question whether I want to get adjusted by you. <laughs> because it's really about us becoming better and better and better at what we do. It, we don't necessarily always get better. We get better, you know, by working on people, but we have to have that input coming into us to see what's the jewel that I can pick up, you know, today and, and be able to work that. And I just want to share that you dropped a bunch of really nice jewels today you know, on, on our talk. And I thank you for that. Um, I do want you to know that I'm going to send you a tape unless you already have it. Uh, I've got a, I've got an old tape of, uh, I think it's now converted into a, into, into a, a digital of Herb Hender. It's called change thinking changes everything. Oh, thank you. So if you don't yeah. have it, I'm going to get it to you. I'll okay. download it to you when I'm back at the college and, um, but it's really a cool, and it's just just Dr. Hender talking. And the last thing I want to leave you with is that um, I had the opportunity. I was saving this to the end. I had the opportunity to get adjusted by your grandfather. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. I did. And and you know, I have to tell you that you know, there's probably been three or four people that I've had adjustments from that historically that really changed my life. And I'm not talking about symptomatically. I'm talking about changed me as a chiropractor, right? my confidence and competence level in my brain you know your grandpa was one herbert ross reaver was another wow. and 
and the similarity between these 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 chiropractors um what dr sid was one you know and the similarities between these chiropractors it wasn't their technique it was their it was them getting themselves out of the way and being masters at what they did but getting themselves out of the way so that they can just allow the body to do what it had to do and they own that so and you said that today so thank you I had a great time with you and I appreciate you and all the work you're doing. And uh, and to our viewers, thank you. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for, for coming back week after week. You know, we drop these life leadership line, uh, life West leadership lines uh, every other week, the opposite weeks. We do the Life by Life West with myself and my wife, Dr. Mary. Um, and I, we just appreciate it. Please share this with, with, with your friends. And that's why we're growing so much. And that's why we've got so many people watching these. It's because of you, you sharing them and letting people know there's probably four chiropractors right now in your sphere that are thinking about their technique or want to get better. It, this is what they have to hear. So so if you will share that, I would appreciate it because we're not sharing it for us. We're sharing it for humanity. And we really want to see people get unsubluxated on this planet and uh, have more chiropractors uh, doing great work. So thank you. Uh, until we come again at you in another couple of weeks, just know that I love and appreciate you from Dr. Beth and myself. Uh, we'll bid you adieu and uh, keep loving those around you and keep telling the story about chiropractic. Thank, Thank you for joining us today and for the love, commitment, and passion you emanate every day. Together, we know we will make this world a better place.